Oh my! Where are we, Flynn? The colors, the sound in the air. I don't think we're in Kanona anymore. You're not. You're in the land of Iz. Why, you're a... a scarecrow? That's right. Though you might notice I'm not a very good one. What do you mean? I don't see any crows around here. Yeah, but you don't see any crops either. Last night they gobbled up everything. I knew it was going to happen, but because I don't have a brain, I couldn't make a plan to stop them. Oh dear. Well, maybe you should go get someone to help you. That's right, you bag of hay. You could have gotten me to help. Who are you? I'm Iron Man. Psst, it's Tin Man. Oh, right. Sorry. I'm Tin Man, the Heartless Avenger. Avenger? Sure. I'll make sure those crows pay for what they've done. I'll just use my axe and make sure it's good and sharp. Then I'll walk right over to those thieving, lying... No, please! Don't come at me with your axe! I didn't do it, please! I don't even like crops! He said lying, not lion, lion. Who's she, and what's her problem? That's my friend, the cowardly lion. She's a little fraidy cat. More like a big chicken. Big chicken? Where? Hide me! Hide me! What is this place? It's Iz. We've been over this. Is it? Of course it is Iz. Haven't you been paying attention? Do we have to talk so loud? The poppies might hear us, and then we'll be finished. Look, I don't have time to argue about where we are because I and my dog just want to get home. You're not from Iz? No, but if you get us into the wild wood, we can probably find our way from there. Oh, the wild wood. I can't help you there. That's a job for the Tin Man. Why should I help? Because you're three-eighths radio on your mother's side. Oh, fine. Let me see if I can get a signal. Yes! Three games in a row. I told you you were no match for me. Rematch? Sure. Hey, kids. The TV working for you? Yeah, thanks for letting us play our video games here, Mr. Jacobs. Laura's been putting me in my place all morning. It's the least I can do. Do you want to play, Mr. Jacobs? Oh, uh, no thanks, Everett. I'm afraid I don't have the reflexes to tangle with the masters. <laughs> Wasn't Ivy here too? Yeah, she was listening to the radio. I'll go see what she's up to. Can I be straw man this time? Only if I can play as Dot. How's it going, Ivy? Needing some time alone? Hey, Mr. Jacobs. Nah, I was just reading this book. The Wizard of Oz, nice. You enjoying it? It's a little weird, and it's not like the movie at all. I know what you mean. People had different ideas about what kids liked to read about back in those days. Things didn't have to make sense, and they focused mostly on things that were strange and wondrous. I guess. Are you reading it for school? No. Why? I just figured that since you didn't seem to enjoy the story, you were told you needed to read it for some other reason. Nah, I just figured I'd give it a try. Mm, makes sense. That's as good a reason as any to read a story. Who knows? You might end up liking it by the end. Maybe. Do you mind if I listen to the radio while you read? Not at all. Hey, what's going on over here? Well, Everett, I've been listening to the radio and Ivy's been reading. I've been listening to the radio too. Oh. Well, Laura has been wrecking me on Super Brawl Brothers. That girl might seem like she's just a normal kid, but she's a video game beast. Is that a good thing? It's the best compliment I can think of. Hey, Ivy, you want to play a match or two? No, thanks. I'm reading. Oh, 
Well, okay. You can play after you're done, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Interesting. What's interesting, Mr. Jacobs? Earlier, you said you weren't really interested in that book. But apparently you like it more than video games? It's just that I'm not very good at video games. Oh, well, that's not a bad thing. No need to be embarrassed by that. Yeah, well, it's easy for you to say. You're not a kid. When you're a kid, you're expected to be interested in certain things. Video games, card collections, shows about spaceships and cute animals. And if you don't like those things, or aren't the best at them, it's like you don't belong. I think I understand. Wait, they had video games when you were a kid? <clears throat> well, I'll just say I know what it's like trying to fit in. It's important to feel connected to people around you. It's how God made us. But what's more is you are important because you are different. I'm important because I'm lame? <laughs> what I'm saying is video games are fun, but there are many other things God has given us to be interested in. Some kids prefer to play sports or put puzzles together or go hiking. It's differences like this that make this world beautiful. If everyone liked all of the same things and you were good at the same things, the world would get really boring. Hey Ivy, you wanna play video games with us? We've got three controllers if you wanna join us. Actually, Laura, we were about to see if I had a drama script we could act out. We were? Yep, I think I have just the one. I'll be right back. Cool, I love reading drama scripts together. Me too, wanna listen to the radio while we wait? Yeah. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the athletic drama, The Baseball Team, an adapted biblical teaching about the church. Once upon a season, there was a field of dreams, the site of many baseball games between opposing teams. But this poetic drama is about the mighty Herons, a team renowned in all the league. I'm the pitcher, Karen. We've been practicing and training, and we're gonna win the pennant. And we'll keep drilling every day, but that's weather dependent. But as they practiced, the pitcher said, You guys need to work out more. Angela, your outfield work, as the friends say, Zut allure. But why? I'm the catcher. Angela quipped, offended. If I'm running way out there, you know the game has ended. But Karen wouldn't hear it, and Angie did what she could. But when it came to fielding hits, she wasn't very good. If you can't run out deep or dive to catch a fly, then we might as well just stay at home and kiss our team goodbye. So that night, Angela decided then and there. If I can't play outfield, then I'm no good anywhere. The day of the next game came, and Angela never showed. The pitcher took no notice until the mound she strode. She looked at the batter, the umpire, and the wall. Wait, I can't pitch if no one's there to catch for me. Play ball! What happened next would make any coach get a sinking feeling. Without a catcher at home plate, the other team keeps stealing. The game was hardly more than a complete disaster. You know, you need that catcher back. No pitch you threw got past her. The moral in this poem is that at times we seem not to have what it takes to be on God's winning team. But he made his children with a place in mind. And for the tasks he had for us, we each have been designed. So never feel like you aren't what the Lord needs in his plans. He wants you to be in the game, not watching from the stands. Mr. Jacobs, I was wondering about some of the stuff you've been teaching us today. Yeah? What seems to be the issue, Everett? 
First off, you said that God always has a place in His plan for us. But I found it really hard to fit in in a lot of places, especially at school. Does that mean that I'm not going to the right school or something? Hmm. I see how you might be a little confused by what I said, but maybe I can clear things up. The Bible never promises that we will fit in wherever we go. Lots of his most famous heroes in the Bible were just the opposite. Elijah, David, and Jeremiah, three of God's greatest servants, were so unpopular that there were actually people out looking to kill them. Wow, I'm glad I'm not that unpopular. Yeah, but if that's the case, then how can what you said earlier be true? Because of what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul was telling his fellow Christians about how they are all part of God's family and everyone needs everyone else. So they were trying to figure this stuff out way back then? Apparently. The church had all sorts of people in it, much like today. And this was really new. Some people still thought that they were more important than others and they were treating them badly. Paul had to remind them that even though they were all different, they had all been saved by the same God. And no one was less important no matter what they were good at or what they looked like or where they came from. God had a place for everyone because he designed them to fit into his plan. So all Christians, even us kids, have been made by God to do a job in God's family? That's what it says in Ephesians 2.10, Laura. How can we possibly be any good at doing what God wants us to do? Good question, Ivy. And the simple answer is, we can't. No one, even grown-ups, can do what God wants us to do without his help. That way, when God works through us, he gets all the credit because it was his power the whole time. I'm gonna have to think about this more. Yeah. So Ivy, you wanna play the video games now? Honestly, Everett, I'm not really all that good with video games. That's fine. We can do something else. Really? Well, yeah. Can we take Flynn for a walk, Mr. Jacobs? That sounds like fun. Let me go get his leash. Yeah, and I'll turn off the radio.